This is Speakeasy Security, the podcast from ESET. I'm Ranson Burkett. And I'm Tony Anscombe. And Tony, can you smell that? I, I smell something in the air. That's, that, that's right. That's love. Love is in the air, Tony. And I'm talking about that wonderful smell of roses, chocolate-covered strawberries, and even scams. That's right. Valentine's Day tends to be synonymous with all of these things, including romance scams. Now, this week on Speakeasy Security, we're going to give you a taste of what you may not know about romance scams. And Tony, I know you may have explained all of this before, but just now, about our listeners, can you briefly describe what a romance scam is? Well, a romance scam is basically somebody that's created a fraudulent identity and they're masquerading as some other person on Facebook or on dating apps or so yeah other social media properties and they're trying to befriend victims that targeted victims that may be susceptible that are looking for that love and romance and emotional connection with somebody online and during the pandemic of course that that's probably more so yeah they create these personas and what you've got to remember is these are scammers and they're probably creating 20 of these personas at the same time and they're probably having that fake romantic relationship with lots of people at the same time and their ultimate goal in all of this is to take cash off their victim so it's a con yeah it's a con artist a scammer whatever we want to call it right a con artist or a scammer i like that now Maybe we take it from the top. How would this even start? I mean, are people getting texts? Are they getting DM'd on social media? How does the first point of contact usually occur? Well, the scammer is going to sit in a uh, dating app or in social media, and they're going to look for the target victim. So they're going to look for certain things. If you know, somebody's single, they're looking for friends, they're looking for that connection, those contacts, they're going to maybe even look, if it's on a dating app, they're going to look for the interests and they're going to look to see how they can align a campaign to suck that person in, make sure they've got similar interests. So they're going to do their research. If they found somebody on a dating app and they can cross over into social media and find out where somebody likes to eat and what they like to eat, what their hobbies are, suddenly on the dating app, you bring all that in and there's a connection. So the, this person can talk to you about the things that you want to hear, the things that you are going to interest you and keep you involved. And suddenly, you know, that person within a very short time frame is going to make that big emotional connection, whether it's them saying they love you or whether it's saying they've got feelings towards you. It, they're going to try and progress the th all of this very, very quickly. In fact, too quickly. However, saying that, you know, there are examples in in the media that you read about victim stories where sometimes the scammer could have been talking to somebody for a year. So they're running multiple campaigns. You know, they're they're doing their research. Unfortunately, they might know more about you than you think, and they're leveraging that information to to hook, line, and sinker you. Unfortunately. Wow. So that's, I'm glad you brought that analogy up because at some level, I'm sure the victims may be skeptical, but as you're saying just now, 
there's up to, and there probably have been more than these campaigns that have extended more than a year. So at some point, I would imagine the victims are very much thinking that this is real, right? They let down their guards. Um, and as you said, that's when they sink their hooks into them. Is that right? Yeah, this is not a small issue. The FTC produced some numbers. So the number of victims is growing year on year. And in fact, in 2019, the financial losses involved, according to the FTC, was around $201 million. And remember, that's just the people that report it, because I don't know about you, but if I was suckered into one of these, I would not report it. But let me tell you, that's the wrong thing to do, because you'd feel kind of stupid, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I would imagine they would. I mean, right, no one wants to be, you know, duped or or shown that, you know, they, they fell victim to something. Now, those numbers are huge. As you mentioned, $200 plus million. Um, how does this whole thing progress? Meaning at some point, as I mentioned, I think probably an alarm or something the, the scammer has done has triggered them to say this is no longer real. Um, what tends to usually be a hallmark of that kind of a thing? Meaning at some point, they've done something that uh, might have... Or maybe they don't do something. Maybe they disappear, right? I don't, what, what is it that usually victims begin to notice when things are off? Well, there are some telltale signs of the scammer. They can't meet you. And they're going to avoid video at all costs, etc. Because they've created this fake persona. They've got this fake identity. It's not actually them. So they're going to actually avoid all this actual connection. They're likely to be a doctor working abroad somewhere an oil rig worker, they're Mm -hmm. on deployment with the military, or there is some elaborate story that they're stuck in some country on business and can't return for some reason. But there is this story behind it, and those are just some of the key ones to watch out for. But they're going to have, yeah, they're going to make that emotional connection despite all those things. Yeah, so they, these guys, these people are clever, unfortunately. And I say guys, I mean, there's guys and girls, you know, men and women get duped by this, unfortunately. So this is not a one-sided issue. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't doubt that. In fact, um, there was something I was reading recently, and I think you were putting this into context, where since COVID began, there's been actually an increase in the number of singles that are using dating apps. And is that potentially maybe a reason why we're seeing an increase here? What are those numbers? Well, the more people spend time online, and I think the uh, the whole online romance and the online connection thing has become a lot bigger, isn't it? If people can't go out, they're finding that connection somewhere else. And unfortunately, scammers, as we know for most of the other cyber crimes we see hitting consumers, has increased during the pandemic. And this is absolutely no different. And in fact, if you look at uh, some of the statistics out there, and according to an article on the Wall Street Journal, Unsurprisingly, through March through uh, March through November 2020, uh, the number of messages exchanged by singles on one of the dating services increased by 30%. So you can see that lockdown increase in messaging. And I, that, I don't think that surprises either you or I. No, no. In fact, as you said, right, we've, we've all had to adapt and change and the dating game has changed, right, for folks. So that, that makes sense, right? More people are on the platform, which probably leads to the cyber criminals going, there's more fish to catch, right? There's more people to scam, right? Yes. I mean, even you and I have had to switch to virtual beer. 
<laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're clinking from miles and miles away. Yeah. No, you're right. It's changed everything. And I think one of the things that's important is let's take the emotional piece out of it. You, you probably still want to have some sensibilities, right? And we, you, you say this all the time when you're giving speeches or talking to organizations around how they can protect themselves. And I think always I hear you say, you know, one of the weakest links in the chain is your untrained workforce or your workforce that may click on or do something that could compromise your systems. And with this, it seems that it's the exact same thing, right? You're you're being duped into reading information, right? I mean, you're probably getting these messages via text or copy, and they have connected with their targets in a way that make them take some action, whether it's engaging with them further, starting this relationship, and then ultimately, as you said, sending them money. So, yeah, it's it's not surprising that, um, you know, that the pandemic has probably um, increased the, the, it increased the magnitude of this effort, but also it increased the cyber criminals focusing on these individuals. Well, and, and they're going to ask for the money for a reason, you know, whether it's for a visa or because, you know, they, they've got a hospital appointment. There's going to be some emotional attachment to the money as well of, you know, I, and I can, I can see that somebody may even use the pandemic as one of those emotional attachments. So oh, I need to get a COVID test. I need to pay for it in the country I'm in or, and suddenly it's, it's a very real and frustrating story that you might read or, or you might start feeling sad for them and think, well, I do actually need to help them. Yeah, It's just a scam. If somebody you've never met, you've, ne- you've never really seen, you don't know them, yeah, starts asking you for money online, yeah, they're not there because they love you. No, well, I, don't, yeah, I think the majority of them would not be. Maybe there is the occasional one that's true, but yeah, if you haven't met them, don't send them money. That's really good. That's what, and it sounds like basic advice, but I mean, your point earlier about how many people are falling victim and paying out is, is continuing to skyrocket. Okay. Well, I'm going to pause here for a beer because you're making my head spin. Um, what are you drinking this week, Tony? Well, I have a new one on you, actually, for this week, Rance, and I have a North Coast Brewing Company. So if they're listening, by the way, guys, I, I do like this beer. It's a Red Seal Ale. And that's a pretty bottle. You showed me that earlier. That is gorgeous. So I got to see if we can get some of that down here in San Diego. Uh, I have switched it from beer this week, and I am drinking Bullet Bourbon, what they're calling Frontier Whiskey, straight Kentucky, straight bourbon. So with that to your beer, I raise a glass of bourbon. And I say cheers, Tony. Now, I, I do have a, a point there. Show me that. Now, for the listeners, we actually are looking at each other while we're talking to you. Yeah, there's about half a, a, a shot left in that bottle. I, you know, I'm That's pleased Hanson is still sat sitting on his chair today. Yeah, yeah. This is this has been a few weeks in the making getting down this low, but uh, yeah, wouldn't wouldn't it be great to put this thing to work here if we were if we were in person? It, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't last long, I'm sure. Um, yeah, no, with, with your point, I think with everyone that is focusing on trying to form some form of connection, it's very easy to be susceptible to something that seems too good to be true or that plays on your emotions. And you mentioned something that probably most people would do, which is, hey, you know what? I'm going to run and hide. I don't want anyone to know that I've fallen victim. So what recourse do victims have if they feel that they've been duped or they've been affected by a romance here? 
Well, firstly, they should um, contact their banks. If they have transferred money or given away details, without question, they should try, uh, contact their bank and put a stop to things. One thing I should also mention is these scammers will try and move the conversation away from the platform that you probably met on. Because, of course, those platforms are looking for you know, lots of communications from the same place to different people, and, and they've got their AI algorithms in place trying to protect us. So it's not that the plat- social media platforms aren't trying to combat this. Of course, a lot of it's hidden. but And if they take you off the platform, it's difficult for, for you to know. But, you know, if you have, if you have fallen for it, contact your bank. Um, a very little known uh, thing here in the US, if it's not an instant transfer, I'm not sure you're aware, but there's some sort of cooling off period on transfers of cash. So transfers aren't, unless it's an immediate, like a, a uh, one of these instant payment systems, you know, if it's a wire transfer from a bank, it typically has a, a series of hours, you know, four, six, eight hours or whatever it is that you can call off and, and the bank can actually reclaim the money back from the other bank. Of course, that's different if it's an international transfer. But I'm just saying there are, there are recourse actions you can take. Contact law enforcement. Yeah, While your local sheriff it, it might look at you a bit strangely and go, is that a crime or, you know, how do I, how do I understand this? Actually getting the statistics on the book as a recorded crime is important because the more of one type of recorded crime you get, then it highlights the issue and you get law enforcement will be given more resources actually to go and fight fight this. And make sure you put that complaint on uh, the FTC mm-hmm. as well. So the FTC monitors this and collects data. And again, that, that's how federal resources get the money to go and fight this type of crime. Gosh, those are really good for people. And if anyone has fallen victim, I think that's really important to share. We'll put those in the show notes. Um, there is one more thing I wanted to share, and you've actually been helping us out with um, something we're really proud of, and that came out just uh, yesterday, was uh, from now until February 14th, and all through the month of February, but certainly through the 14th, you said in the National Cybersecurity Alliance, uh, an organization you're on the board of, have partnered to produce some information that will help identify romance scams to potential victims or just to the public in general. Um, Tony, they created, and you helped with uh, the contributions here, they helped create this really nice two-page tip sheet. It's going to give everyone an idea of what it is, um, how to spot crimes, and then, excuse me, how to spot crimes, (laughs) how to spot romance scams. And then, of course, the biggest piece is how they can take action. So some of those things will be linked here at the bottom of the page underneath the episode. But also visit um, the NCSA's page, which is staysafeonline.org, for more information about this resource that I think everyone could use. Absolutely. And one of the things you can do is use the internet against these people, by the way. So if you are contacted by somebody or somebody makes that initial leap, you can do a reverse image lookup. I don't know whether you've ever tried this, Ransom. So you can you can either take a link or you can download a picture and then upload it back into Google and ask Google where else this picture has been. Sure, sure. Yeah. If, if the result then comes back and turns around and says, hey, you know, this person's got 15 different names on different websites, then they're probably not real. And think about that that scammer with the multiple personas. They're not creating different pictures. They're not creating different. They're using the same information over and over again. 
So you'll probably quickly capture them that way. So do a reverse image lookup. That's one of the coolest things I, you can do on Google. Um, you should test that on yourself, Lance, and see where your pictures appear. I'm making a note to do that right now. I'm going to cringe here, but yeah, I'll do that after the show. Okay. Um, what else, Tony? I know you've got a couple of things happening. Are there any other things that we can share with folks later that we're doing this month or in support of Valentine's Day? Well, one of the other things that's interesting this month, purely because it's Valentine's Day, is I think there's some more research coming out on uh, smart sex toys research about vulnerabilities in adult toys. Super important that people are aware that those things exist. I know we've already had the the two researchers concerned on a previous podcast, but come back, we, we're producing more research on that. Always interesting to actually take into account. I really like that too. And I can't wait for that to come. As you mentioned, we have spoken to the ladies before. Uh, they're quite the hit around the organization and certainly making the rounds in the media. Uh, this big piece of research will be dropping soon. And as you mentioned, we'll probably publish that on We Live Security. And there's right. one more, there's one more oh, thing yeah. that I'm doing this month uh, around this particular topic. I'm doing a YouTube live stream. Get out, Tony. Are you really? I am. Okay. I'm doing a YouTube live stream on this subject. And during that live stream, I'm actually going to show you how to search Google correctly for people and how to do that reverse image scan. So I'm actually going to show live how you, how you can uh, take some, some information and actually narrow the results right down in the Google search, even for common words, uh, oh, wow. to a, cert to oh, a wow. certain area, certain person, etc. And I'll show you how to do that reverse image lookup. Oh wow! Okay, we're going to put a link to that in the in the notes as well. Um, when is that um, webinar? Uh, that's next Wednesday, I think, the tenth of February. February tenth. Okay, let's put a link there here. We get this out this week. So everyone can have a look. I'm definitely joining and I'm definitely encouraging our listeners to join. Uh, this is one you won't want to miss given all the information that you've just shared. Right, Tony, you can keep them busy. Uh, always. You 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 know, that's the joy of being in cybersecurity. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment indeed, yeah. Well, hey, I appreciate you joining this week as always, Tony. This one should be a fun one for the listeners. Again, if you have fallen victim, go ahead and take a look at the resources we're putting in the notes. And as always, follow Tony on LinkedIn or Twitter and myself. And until next week, we'll see you next time. Always good to be here, Anson. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony.